0: Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea, and I often talk about the lessons I've learned after years of teaching and coaching, all the things I would do differently, ideas I had really late in the game, coaching practices I wish I used more often. So today I want to talk about one of those lessons so that you can get started a whole lot sooner in your career than I did because I started teaching dance in high school and was coaching high school dancers shortly after that, but I didn't gain my expertise in sports psychology for years later. If I had known then what I know now, I would have introduced my dancers to journaling right away. To put it simply, journaling changes everything. It may feel like a frivolous thing that just takes valuable time away from technique, training, or cleaning, but it's so incredibly valuable from a mental standpoint. If you want more motivated dancers, start journaling. Want dancers with better confidence on the floor? You journal. Want to help them learn more about themselves and improve even faster? Journal. If you want dancers to be closer and build a deeper personal connection, okay, I think you get the idea. In this episode, I'm gonna walk through my recommended practice for journaling with dancers. So I'm going to start with some of the benefits of journaling. There is ample research in this field, but here are some of the highlights of the positive influence a journal can have in your life. Are you ready for this list? Journaling can help reduce stress, make you more intentional and focused, help you be aware of your progress, boost your mood, improve confidence, organize your thoughts, make you a better leader, help you learn more about yourself. Learn more from your mistakes and improve faster. Increase your creativity and allow you to be more productive. Is that not an incredible list of benefits? Again, while I'm talking about how to help you implement a journaling practice for your dancers, I hope you consider doing this for you too. So I hope you're at least a little intrigued based on this huge list of benefits, so if you're willing to give this a chance, there's a few things to consider before you start. I encourage you to answer these questions for yourself as the coach or the dance teacher and determine what journaling will look like for your dancers. There's no right or wrong answer. It's about what's best for you. So consider this the journal before the journal, reflect on your own purpose behind bringing this into your dancers, help you decide what you want out of it and how it will work best for your schedule. Now, if you usually listen to this podcast in the car or somewhere where you're multitasking, which is what I usually do, this is one that you might want to come back to when you have a chance to truly like pause, write down the question and answer it for yourself. So keep that in mind. This is a great one where I'd actually love for you to sit down and do the work. That's where you're going to see the difference. So some questions to answer before you start. Why do I want to introduce this to my dancers? What's your motivation behind this? What do you really hope they get out of this? You can answer, how much time do I want to dedicate to this? How often will we journal? And there's not a right or wrong answer here. You can start with once a week. You can, I know teachers who do this after every practice, before every practice, just decide how much time you want to dedicate to this when you get started. Answer the question, are they private or do we ever share them? Do I provide specific prompts to the dancers or is it a free write? Is there a schedule or routine we want to follow to make it easier? And how will we choose what to write about every time? Is there a schedule or maybe a certain prompts that you print them all out and put them in a jar and pull one out when it's time? Like I said, there's no one right way to do this. It's about what fits you, your dancers and your goals. For me, I made sure to talk to my dancers first about the benefits and our goals so they understood why we're spending time on it. Especially for high school age dancers, they want to know what's in it for them. And I will say college dancers too. Anytime where their autonomy matters to them, right? Their ability for choice and understanding, like, well, why are we doing this, right? If you explain the benefits and your goals before you get started, they're gonna be a lot more likely to buy in. So for my team, we journaled once a week to start, and I chose prompts based on what was going on during that part of the year. Sometimes they were easy and light about gratitude or happiness. Other times they were more focused on deeper questions or more challenging emotions. And in general, the journals were private, but sometimes I'd ask them to share, but I never required it. Now, if you need some help about how to get started with this, I have a free download for you because you know, I want to help you implement, get out of this thinking and considering and go do it. So if you go into the show notes for this episode, you'll see the download for the free starter journal prompts. Just gives you a few great ideas to start with, to help you kind of get the ball rolling. So you'll find that at Chelseaparate.com 34 or in the show notes for this episode. So if you're ready to give this a try, There are some important guidelines for you to consider and I encourage you to share these guidelines with your team when it's time to get started. Number one, there's no right way to journal. Do what works for you and encourage your dancers to do the same. Journaling is not the time for perfectionism and working through perfectionism is actually a really good reason to journal. So help them understand that there's no right way to do this and to try to let go of that need for it to be perfect. Number two, don't worry about grammar and spelling. Just let it go. This kind of goes back to perfectionism. If you're all worried about proper grammar, spelling things properly, this isn't the time. You want your thoughts to just flow. So don't worry about it. It's not going anywhere. It's just for you anyway. This one is hard for me. I'm a terrible speller and I know it <laughs> and I have to let that go during journaling. It's not the time to worry about it. Number three, write pen to paper. Avoid letting your dancers like use the notes app in their phone or something. It's not the time for technology. A lot of the research on this is evident that actually putting it on paper forces you to have a more complete thought. And then it's also just an easier place to hold on to it and be able to look back. Number four, be honest and truthful with yourself. That's part of the nature of the game. If you're not willing to be honest with yourself, this isn't going to work. Number five, date your entries so you can go back and look at them. As I said, part of the value of this is looking at progress. So if you're journaling about your uh, self-talk or you're journaling about goals, or you're journaling about things that have been a challenge that you're working through, like being able to go back and see the progress is a really valuable part of this. So date your entries. Number six, let your stream of consciousness flow. Try not to edit your thoughts. Like I was saying about worrying about spelling and grammar, don't worry about trying to make a proper essay out of this or just let your consciousness flow. Even if it comes out kind of jumbled, just let your thoughts come out. That's the idea is to not edit yourself on the way out. Just let it go. And number seven, consistency is key. Not so much what you write or how you set up the journaling practice that matters. What matters is you stick to it. Another important aspect of this is what to expect when you start. So I want to give you a few clarifications to make sure you understand what to expect from your dancers when you start this. So you know how you might address it if things come up. Journaling can be emotional. Depending on what you ask your dancers to write about, it could bring up some difficult emotions and that's okay. And even a good thing, there are clear long-term benefits for mental health, but if it stirs up some emotions, don't shy away from that. Writing helps work through those emotions. So it's a good thing. If you're worried about this, start simple, ease in with lighthearted journaling on topics like happiness or gratitude to help them get used to bringing up emotions and work your way into the more challenging ones. But let them know that getting emotional about this is okay and normal. It's part of the process. Sometimes journaling feels hard and you don't want to do it. You don't have to force it, but get in the practice of writing something every time you're scheduled to do it. It doesn't matter what you write, but write something. This is a mental skills practice in and of itself. You show up and journal because you're committed even when you don't feel like it. For many dancers, it may not feel easy right away or really ever for some of us, but stick with it and give yourself grace if it feels hard. When people first start journaling, they can feel shame around the fact that they don't know what to write. I've heard dancers say like, Oh, this should be easy. What's wrong with me? Be careful of those types of reactions because then the journal process is actually stirring up the negative self-talk. And of course we don't want that. It may not be easy for everyone and there's nothing wrong with you if this is hard at first. That's where prompts come in handy to help you get unstuck, but ultimately ensure your dancers that if it feels hard, that's okay, it'll get easier. There's nothing wrong with them. Like with most things in dance, mistakes are normal and okay. The journal doesn't have to look pretty. Your dancers may start to compare handwriting or colors, and there's no rule that says it has to look pretty or that it will be more valuable if it is pretty. So messy is okay. Our thoughts are messy. Let them know that that's part of this process of just letting it go. I've had dancers who worry about what that front page looks like, or if they have to scratch something out, they want to start over and just remind them that journals are supposed to be messy. This isn't the time to edit. Mistakes are okay. Just let it flow and get out of your own way. Finally, if you get off track, you don't have to quit. Our schedules change. Things get hard, right? So if you miss a day, like don't throw away the whole season because you missed it for a little while. Jump right back into it. Okay. I want to make sure to leave you with the clear process for how to do this. So here are 5 simple steps to start this journaling process. Step 1, decide how often you want your dancers to journal and choose the specific schedule. If you're easing into it, maybe you journal at the end of every Friday or Wednesday before warm-up, whatever works best. If team building is part of what you're hoping for, you can do one day a week for self-reflection and one day a week where you swap journals with a person and write something encouraging to that dancer. You can implement a teammate Tuesday, for example, if that's one of the goals of journaling. Step two, find your schedule of prompts and lay out the season. The last thing you need during competition season is to be stressed about finding that perfect prompt. That's when you need to reflect and journal, not have it add to your stress. So, if you've decided once a week, then count how many weeks you'll be doing it and choose the ones you want. Create a simple document with the prompts and the dates. You can download my list of starter prompts to help you get started. Again, that link is in the show notes. But my point here is to take the time to set it up and then it will be an effortless process that helps you during the season rather than being another task on your to-do list. That's the last thing you want. It's one more thing you're supposed to do. So do a little front-end work and this will be there to support your mental health all season. Step three, purchase notebooks or have everyone bring their own. I've gotten some simple ones at the dollar store before, like this doesn't have to be fancy. You can have a decorating party as a fun team event to kind of kick off the new journal routine. Again, these don't have to be expensive or look pretty buying cheap and simple and decorating can actually make them extra special. Step four is to have a meeting with your team and explain the benefits, the plan and the rules for using the journal. In my experience, this takes about 20 minutes to highlight why you've decided to do it, how it's going to work for your dancers, explain the great benefits of it, and then have them complete the first question to get the feel for it. I also even encourage you to have a little group debrief after that first time and talk to them about it and see how it felt. Again, reminding some of them that if this was hard, that's okay. It's going to get easier and talk through it a little bit to help them process what this is going to look like. And step five, just start journaling. Implement your plan and stick with it. I also must say it's best for you to journal too as the leader. You'll see the benefits as well, which makes it more likely you stick with it, which is the best for you and your dancers. Again, journaling has so many benefits like reducing stress, noticing progress to boost motivation, organizing your thoughts, improving confidence, and growing as a dancer and a person. I hope this helps gives you that foundation you need to get started. And if you decide to try it, reach out and let me know how it's going. Send me an email or a shout out on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you and know how this is going. If you can't hear it in my voice, journaling is a passion of mine because I've seen the benefits for me and my dancers that I've worked with. I hope it becomes a part of your life too. And no matter what, keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.